0: Welcome back, everybody, to another tailgate Jordan. edition of the podcast. I'm Jordan Hill. It's 2.33 a.m. Central Time.
1: Jordan, my knees hurt. It, my legs hurt. Everything hurts.
0: Everything hurts, but, you know, that's not the case for the Auburn Tigers. That's true. Crazy, crazy game tonight. Auburn wins 24-19 to 19. Just I don't even know where to start other than with Bo Nix. You can mean, start with
1: Bo Nix. You can start with Beauregard himself.
0: Bo, Unbelievable, man. I mean, Unbelievable. Tr- truthfully, I, in the time that I've watched Auburn, I think that's the best I've ever seen Bo play Like for a full game. Um, sure, yeah. I mean, it was against a good opponent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. the Akron
1: game clearly was a very good performance, right, but right, right. that's not quite the caliber. I mean, unbelievable, man. Here's a kid who had his back against the wall. I mean, he got benched. And he went back to being Bo. He went back to doing his thing. He went back to running around, you know what I mean, and creating and being inventive and uh and you know, I don't know, I don't know how much of that was Brian Harson and Mike Bobo telling him to do it. I don't know how much of that was him saying, "Man, I'm not going to let I'm not going to lose this. I'm not going to lose Auburn football." Um Unbelievable, man, Uh, to see him running around the way he did. He was their best rushing attack. Uh, We've said it for forever, you know, Bo is best on his feet. And, um, I mean, and I think, honestly, at this point, junior year, big win like that, it's over. Like, this is Bo. Get used to it. And, you know what I mean, lean into it. You can't change this man. You're not going to make him a pocket passer. It's not going to work. And this, it's better. It gives you a chance. This gives you a chance. And that's what they did. That's what that's what he did tonight. He gave Auburn a chance to break a uh, losing streak in Baton Rouge that's older than him. When he said that, I felt so old. He when said he, that? Well, he said, he said,
0: like, and that, you know, I, I can't remember how many months afterwards he was born, yeah, but like he, acknowledged, after. he acknowledged it was, like, you know, as long as he had been alive. I didn't then even know
1: that. I looked it up.
0: When he said it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so old. Right? <laughs> but... Bo has two touchdowns. He has the passing touchdown, which we're about to talk about because that was nuts. Right. uh, To uh, Tyler Fromm, and he had the rushing touchdown, too. Yeah. Um, You know, just threw a ton, which I know we talked about and you acknowledged during the game. Yeah,
1: a little much. A little much. Obviously, Auburn doesn't come down here wanting to throw the ball. Forty, 50, f- almost almost fifty times. Not quite fifty. Nine,
0: yeah, I don't I don't remember what it ended up at, but it was a lot. Which I will say, they could not get the run game going literally until no. pretty much that very last drive. And when they got right. it going, brother, they got it going right. with Jarquez Hunter. Um, but it was just incredible. And I want to talk about the throw mm-hmm. to Tyler from because mm-hmm. that. I felt like Auburn kept hanging around. When he made that play, I just had the feeling like they're going to find a way to win this game because it was just, it was doomed. That play had no chance. <laughs> had absolutely no chance. I was like, Bo sacked. It's over. And was
1: it fourth down?
0: It was fourth down. <laughs> it was fourth down, and he...
1: He's nuts, dude. Dude, But he was throwing left-handed passes tonight. <laughs> He's nuts, dude. And that play, he was like, I refuse to quit. No, I'm not going to get tackled running around. And man, unbelievable! Cla- vintage bow, man. Vintage bow, nicks. Classic bow.
0: The thing that, that
1: was ridiculous.
0: The thing that gets me—that was clearly like the play of the game. But he had another crazy one yeah. that he threw to Demetrius. That yeah. was, I think, that was on fourth down too. Yeah. It was like. Yeah. As soon as an LSU player touched him, it was like it was like get ready because something stupid's gonna happen.
1: What did, what did John Boyce tweet? He said like, what did he say? He said Bo has to explore like a, every part of the pocket like a Zelda dungeon and then throw the pass. <laughs> but hey, man, that's him. That's being creative. That's being inventive. That's what he should. That's what the play call should have been for him to do against Penn State uh, on fourth and two. Get him out of the pocket, get him rolling around, and uh, you live and learn. And, and maybe now uh, Bobo and Harson will see that and, and and just let him loose, man. Uh, I I just I just can't believe it. I can't believe the performance. I can't believe it, man. You know, backed in a corner, uh, benched last week. He comes out here and uh, like I said, broke a streak longer, the older than he is. Unbelievable.
0: 11 straight losses to LSU in Baton Rouge. It comes to an end. So much to, ta- to tackle, to talk about. Um, before we kind of switch gears a little, I want to give credit to Harson and Bobo and the offensive staff for being gutsy. They kept sure. leaving the offense out there on fourth down, and, and more often than not, i got to look at the numbers. But, like, it, it worked to their advantage, and you had a lot of that. I'd give kudos for the onside kick that uh, – they started the third quarter with because, I mean, they were like, hey, man, let's go try to – we want to win this game. We're going to try to do what we can. And it was almost right there. I think the kick was just a little too hard. Um, But credit to them because it's so funny looking at both sides of this. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, LSU scored with like six minutes left in the first quarter. They scored that touchdown on a dime. And after that, they had to keep settling for field goals. And you just got this sense that, (laughs) especially after the last few weeks, like, Harson had, you know, harped on the fact... Mm -hmm. That we gotta finish in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And they were like, We're not kicking field goals. I mean, they kicked, you know, a few, but it was like, We're gonna find the end zone, right. you know, whether what no matter what it takes, we're gonna try to put points on we're not gonna settle and on fourth down, be scared to leave the offense out there.
1: Right. Going for that fifty two yarder that got blocked, that was a little you know they they I think they threw a pass on third down and then kicked that. I think they should've just ran two plays to convert, you know what I mean? Because then, I mean, it got blocked, and that's obviously... It's a hard one to make, and then, you know, when you're kicking it that far, you kick it low, and that's how kicks get blocked. Um, There are definitely things... There's a lot... It was definitely ugly at times in a lot of ways, and there's a lot we can kind of nitpick or pick through. Obviously, the final result is all that matters, but, uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, like you said, the you know, I don't know what their deal is with starting the third quarter with trick plays, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was almost like it's it just the way I, you know, and they probably have the sheet that tells them what to do. But at the beginning, they were all about going for on fourth down, and then in the middle of the game, they're like mm, chase points, get some field goals. But ultimately, at the end, I mean, it was a comeback win. Come back in the second half. They, I mean, how long did they lead for? the last like 3 minutes
0: 5 minutes 4 yeah. or 5 minutes yeah. when they took the lead with Jarquez's run which talk about a kid figuring out the time to show out mm. i mean he had like a 44 yard run and it was like all right it's on you know what i mean he's about to to get going and he did and you know that Dude,
1: i never i how did i never saw that play
0: I don't even really know. I mean, I, I think he just broke it, if I'm remembering, to the left and just had a lot of running space and just took off down the sideline. I
1: thought it was like a trick play. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I have to go back and look at the actual play, but no. I just know he broke it, and, and you just kind of had the sense then, especially because.
1: That was the one. Like, that was the play where it's like, okay. It's coming. Yeah, because Auburn could have won on a field goal.
0: That's what I was sitting there thinking. I was like, Anders well, is going to. going
1: to drill this field goal, yeah. And They are up to down two, right? Yes.
0: Because, I mean, and I'm not saying I put my picks ahead of anything, but I picked Auburn by one. It wasn't by that score, but I was like, I mean, you know, if Honors <laughs> wants to Walt this off, you know, that'll be fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there are things that you can, you know, look at and, and question and, and be concerned about, especially going into next week, which we'll talk a little before we get out of here, playing number two Georgia. I mean, the fact you couldn't Ooh. run the ball, and, and really Tank didn't do a whole lot in this game. Correct. But, again... I mean, we talked about this last week after a a, a win that felt just a little different uh, than the one tonight in Baton Rouge, uh, but I mean, a win's a win, you know. What I mean, you feel good about it, and you all, um, you know, just take in and, and try to learn from what didn't work or what did work, and, and try to carry it forward. Um, the thing that I want to make sure we talk about is the defensive effort. Sure, they they you know LSU came out firing. And scored on a beautiful throw. I think it was about a 31-yard touchdown pass by Max Johnson. And like the secondary looked real bad. Right. And that continued through the first half. Right. But they kind of kept holding. The, the entire defense kept holding, forcing field goals. Cade York kicked sure. a ton tonight. Well. Uh, and then the second half, man, it was like a totally different ball game. And especially in that fourth quarter, I mean, LSU couldn't do anything. I mean, I think. I mean, I, th- I want to say LSU had like 84 yards in that fourth quarter. Like, you, you don't, you're not going to win that game mm-hmm. uh, as far as LSU's concerned when that's all you can do. Uh, so, credit to that defense, credit to Derek Mason because it was looking a little ugly early on, but they-, they figured out how to change it and, and settle in and-, and they made it happen. And-, and they're a big part of this win as much as Bo, you know, it's wowed us and, and made play. Blake- right? Yeah, he's a story, that's but it's not
1: it- the whole deal.
0: They don't get in that position if the defense doesn't keep forcing field goals and and holding down when, um, you know, there was a few drives there, especially late Auburn had back-to-back three and outs, and I was like, you know, sitting there, I'm like, are they really going to kind of let this opportunity slip away? And right. and they didn't, and part of that goes to the defense.
1: Right, dude, I'll I tell you what. Uh, right now, when we looked into what's coming up for this team and this schedule, and we looked at how things went in that Georgia State game last week, you will take an ugly win. You will take it. Um, Because right now your backs are against the ropes. And, you know, going back to Bo for just a second, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like, sure, Mike Bobo, if you sat him down, he would like to make him a pocket passer, probably, possibly. He would like to trade creativity for efficiency, possibly, probably. But you're trying to win every game you play right now. You're trying to win because Auburn came into this game as four-point underdogs. They had four straight um, ranked opponents next who all could be betting favorites over Auburn. All five of those couldn't go to talk. Auburn couldn't just lose five. I don't know what would happen if Auburn went on a five-game losing streak after surviving Georgia State. Um, So like you said, it's, it's game by game right now. And they did what they had to do, and and that includes letting you know what I mean. If that includes letting Bo run wild, go for it. If that includes you know making adjustments on defense, go for it. Because this this five game streak, I think all of it should be <clears throat> the same way. It should just be week by week trying to survive. You know I don't. You know it's it's almost like it, it's so weird, so surreal to 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 put that on, you know Brian Harson in his first tenure. But it's hard to look at the future right now, man. It's it's when you're playing in this league in this conference, uh, and you're playing you have you have so many good teams in front of you, uh you're trying to get win you're just trying to get wins and the, the building I think takes care of itself. Um so yeah, I I, I think any means necessary <laughs> should be Auburn's uh MO for the next, you know, four weeks.
0: We talked about on the ride back to our hotel and we talked about it a little bit during the game, but, like, as far as coming out of this week, I mean, Auburn has to be feeling good because of how the rest of the division looked today. Arkansas, sure. Georgia sure. whooped Arkansas. Ole Miss looked very, very vulnerable, especially on offense in that loss to Alabama. Sure. Mississippi State looks feisty, but they beat Texas A&M, who might be just bad. Right. Texas A&M might be bad.
1: They
0: might have problems. Um, and so, I mean, you look at... The rest of the division, obviously, you just beat LSU. Like, you have to feel okay with where you stack up. We're coming into this. I mean, it was realistic that we were all saying, where are the wins in the division? And clearly, things can change, and everything's volatile. And and things, you know, three weeks from now, we may be looking back at any one of these teams and saying, oh, we tried to take this out of this game, and that's not really what happened. But you got to feel good as far as Auburn – uh where it stands in the west and that there is hope as far as how they can kind of stack up with some of these teams
1: right right hey man i <laughs> go back to tj's fourth down pass you know uh that's that was what was at stake all of a sudden everything everything looks upside down, you know. Texas AM's bad and you just beat, you just broke a twenty year streak in in Baton Rouge, you know. And
0: thinking uh, about the conversation before we even left for the stadium, um, App State beat down Georgia State. That's
1: right. That's true. That's true. Every up until kickoff and a little bit into the game after Max Johnson threw that dime touchdown pass, things were not looking good for Auburn today at all. But uh where there's a will, there's a way, man. And uh, obviously, Auburn had the will. And the story is led by Bo Nix, uh, they had the will today.
0: There's no doubt. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that stood out to me. Um, you know, I saw a lot of John Samuel Shanker uh, seeing the tight ends. You got under
1: receiving yards? Yeah.
0: And it, I think, if I'm remembering right, uh, Ferg uh, tweeted out. It was like the first time an Auburn tight end's had that many receiving yards since, like, I think 94. I mean, it was it was outrageous. Um, right. well. and, but to see him get involved, saw Kobe Hudson make some plays, you know, still, I think, that, you know, they're still trying to figure out the, the receivers and who to kind of rely on. But I think at this point, John Samuel is kind of, Him and him and Kobe have kind of been the go tos. Oh, John Sanders,
1: their best receiver. Of course, he's a tight end. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, hey, y'all want to hear? You want to see the tight ends get more involved? Congratulations!
1: (laughs) Yeah, monkey's paw (laughs) curls.
0: Pretty much. I'm trying to think of what else stood out. Well, I do want to ask you from your perspective because Justin was down on the field shooting photos for us, and there's a bunch of uh, photos y'all can see in the gallery. But what? Yeah. So, So
1: two years ago we came. And um, it rained, remember the Joe Burrow game, it rained like crazy, and uh, the around the field you would walk around and it just turned into slop, it turned into mud, uh, but they, we came back and it's like, oh this is nice, there's astroturf all around the edges of the field. The field is grass, but around the far extreme edges where it meets the stadium, you know, uh, they they made it astroturf and that's what we were sitting on and like you know the grass is two feet in front of us and we can't like it looks so soft but we get down on that astroturf dude and those those beads those just sticking into your kneecaps like this is gonna be red for a while it hurt dude and I i didn't have knee pads or nothing so that was painful.
0: Battle scars for the photos. You guys need to go look at these photos. But what was it like, just from your perspective, Tiger Stadium? I mean, the fans and and the noise. And what did you kind of get to see from that?
1: It was a good time, man. It was uh, it was loud. It got loud. Um, you know, I think I think I think the LSU fans there would even say proudly, "We've been louder." You know, I think. You know, because we we pointed out, you know. Um, bro, it was so late. Like, it was past people's bedtimes. And, I mean, you've been drinking all day. You're dehydrated. People had to go. So there were some gaps late in the game where, you know, people had to go home. They had get out of there. And uh, they have been at it all day. So there were some. Obviously, the student section was full. That whole end zone was really full. But, uh, you know, some, some folks had to get out of there. So it was loud. It was really loud. Um, you know, I'd still, it's hard for me to compare to... Uh, Florida when we went in 2019 that was nuts but that was also 230 prime time you know what i mean i think death valley wasn't quite at its best uh but still on like tons of respect for death valley and for any team who comes in here and wins cuz it was like it was loud it was uh but yeah uh, not maybe not quite the loudest they've ever been. I think they would say that too.
0: Yeah, this is the first time I've ever been to LSU, and uh, and it was just neat to see. And I, I just like really the whole atmosphere of the game. I mean, from from calling Baton Rouge to you know just just every piece of it was fun to watch and and just see it for the first time live because you uh-huh. you know the stories and you you know sort of um, what surrounds LSU and and what game day is like down here. But to see it live was really neat. And, you know, for the most part, I'd, I'd have to go look back. Like, I don't really remember a lot of, like, false starts. I don't really remember as far as Auburn's concerned if there yeah. was, you know, burning timeouts because, you know, no one was on the same page. It seems like they handled that well. And, hey, man, they had that practice in Jordan-Hare where they were hey. playing music. So, yeah, it seemed to work
1: out. That's true. They had a special teams blunder. They had a few little things, but, but obviously just little things. And, uh yeah. Uh, yeah, it worked out, you know? Yeah. But, like it, like we said, going in, it's like, do you really want to start TJ and throw him into that environment? And Bo's been in that environment before, he played like it. He played like it. He played like he's been to the Swamp. He played like he's been there. You know, it's funny, I was talking to, uh, Brooke, is it Kiroff? I don't know, right?
0: I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I don't know how to pronounce
1: her name. which she was talking before, and she was like, do you think, uh, she used to work in Columbus, now she works down here in Baton Rouge. Uh, but she was like, do you think Bo or TJ is going to start? And she, she, she was talking about like two years ago, Bo came in here and he was running around. Like it was, it's almost, uh, she was almost, what do you call it? Premeditated. She almost, uh, not premeditated. She almost, I don't know.
0: Had like a premonition, premonition. or something.
1: Yeah. A premonition. She had a premonition. She was like, Bo was in here running around and almost beat Joe Burrow and them. And uh, she literally said, "Running around," and that's then that's what we and saw. And that was the up.
0: next sixty minutes of football.
1: But went back on his went back to his freshman bull crap. <laughs> but it, it worked. worked
0: right? It worked. And you know, I yeah. want to talk about this too before we kind of get ready to start wrapping this episode up. Maybe the TJ Finley thing might have been the best thing to happen to Bo. It might have. It truly might have lit a fire in him, and and you know might have convinced him like, look, man. I'm not, this isn't how this is playing out. You know, whatever I got to do to make this thing work. And we don't know. I mean, you know, Bo talked a little bit after the game, but I don't think specifically about, like, the reaction coming out of uh, last week's game and, and, you know, coming off of getting benched. But, I mean, he just, you know, he, he looked really, really good. And I was very impressed. I'm the kind of person when it comes to Bo, I know what he's capable of. But I'm, you know. I'm not going to cut him any slack when he, you know, struggles, and right. and and I thought he played great tonight. It wasn't perfect by any means, but I mean, when right. you when you make the plays that he did, right. in you know, a, a, a very loud, hostile environment, right. and again, you know, credit to his players around him for you know finishing those plays with those big catches. But uh, right. I was thoroughly impressed, and and I'll be in, impressed to see. Um, really interested to see what follows and if he's able to kind of keep this going, you know, a little bit of momentum going into a really big game on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, well, Jordan, well, Jordan. uh,
0: Is that a segue? That might be a segue.
1: That might be the segue we needed uh, to, to Georgia, and I'm telling you, man, just if you're Auburn, you just fly by your seat of your pants into this thing and just see what happens, you know, try to ride this momentum a little bit further. Uh, but you know, that's all you can do because, uh, it's going to be tough, but Hey man, we're at a point in, you know, in college football in general, where it's almost like, uh, you know, we, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We we didn't expect Texas A&M to lose. You know what I mean? Uh, Teams can have bad nights, and you, you just got to prepare the best you can to, to, to try to meet Georgia. It's a rivalry game. Hey, man, all this talk about Happy Valley, all this talk about Death Valley, Jordan-Hare Stadium has its chance to show what it can do. And, and, and a rivalry game, Two thirty on CBS, right? Is it 2-30? That's right. Confirmed. Since Ole Miss and Arkansas both <laughs> lost. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Jordan-Hare Stadium can, can be that environment that it's been before and it has been, especially in the Iron Bowl lately. Uh, but it, it, can, it can, you know, like when you when, uh, try to recreate that environment, like when Alabama went down in the swamp and almost got beat, you know? Try to, try to create that, that, that environment, be that 12th man. That's the challenge for Auburn this week. Um, you know, like I said, all the talk about Happy Valley, Death Valley, like show your stuff, pack it out and, and, and create your own, you know, environment in a rivalry game and see what happens.
0: Like you said, uh, and I'll put it uh, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, teams can get got.
1: (laughs) Teams can be beaten,
0: and, like, there's nothing that's off the table. And Mm -hmm. to me, when it comes to next week, and we'll talk about this more in depth, uh, on the podcast later in the week, previewing Georgia. It's going to come down the line of scrimmage. Uh-huh. I mean, Georgia's defensive line is nasty. Uh, and, and, and if, Auburn could not run the ball today. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be <laughs> harder to do that, but, I mean, just keeping Bo upright, sure. you know what I mean, sure. is going to be a challenge against this Georgia team. But it'll be fun to see. Um, we're getting close to 3 a.m. Let's get ready to just Please. wrap this thing up, go to bed before too long. Any final thoughts, parting shots, uh, anything that sticks out that we haven't talked about, Lee, about this game, about this whole
1: experience? Oh, boy. Uh, hey, man. Uh, Bo Nix. Uh, well, let's see. Auburn's last win in Baton Rouge, September 18th or something, 1999. Bo Nicks born February 25th or something, 2000. I got the months right, I don't know about the days. So September 1999, Bo Nicks born, February 2000. He's been waiting, Aldrin's been waiting this for 22 years. The way I put it, Bo's been waiting for this his entire life. And it's been a long time since they won here, man. And the cigar curse is finally broken, and that means a lot to a lot of people.
0: No doubt about it. And it was fun to see it live, and it was fun to get to talk to everybody afterwards. So we're going to get out of here. Be sure to go read our stories, and we're going to have follows, I know, going into Sunday and and Monday as well. Um, Appreciate you guys listening, as always. Uh, We're going to get out of here. For Justin Lee, I'm Jordan Hill. Until uh, the upcoming episode about uh, the Georgia game, we're going to be out of here. So uh, take care.